96.7 FM WTOB. You're listening to The Wealth Guardian Show with Doug Ray, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. With you this morning is Garrett Ray and Bryce Payne, and we are digging into the mailbag listening or answering listener questions. <laughs> Listening to our uh, our callers, or listening to yep. our listeners and answering their questions. Good morning, Garrett. How you doing? Doing okay. All, doing right. all right. All right. Well, uh, we're going to go ahead and get in the. Uh, we got a lot of questions to get through here at the beginning of the year. It's tax season. People have a lot of questions, so we want to get into those. Of course, uh, we had the uh, football games last weekend. How are you happy with the uh, turnout or what we're going to see in the Super Bowl? Or would you have wanted things differently? Well, I mean, you know, we got the probably on paper. Two of the better teams with the Chiefs and and the 49ers. Um, you know the Chiefs have been there a lot, so I'm kind of four a, out of the last yeah, five years. I'm, I'm a little less enthused about sure. watching the Chiefs again, despite you know the Taylor Swift attention. <laughs> um, I know you're a big Swifty. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, but you know, it's yeah. I just I, for me, I was like kind of excited about the whole story around Detroit and the Lions. Yeah, and that right. Stuff, so, I mean, yeah. that's yeah, yeah. We were all. Everyone who didn't yeah. have a, a dog in the race was really hoping for Detroit yeah. to finally get in there. They've seen yeah. some tough times. Those guys need a yeah. break up there. It's cold. But, uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> that's – anyway, so yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, my Broncos are from the AFC West, so I'll always pull for uh, for the Chiefs if uh, the Broncos can't be in there. So right. All right. Hey, let's go ahead and get to it. But, uh, you know, we've always got uh, two things that we want to do here at the beginning of the episode, at the beginning of the show. Garrett, go ahead and uh, do our Wealth Guardian Service salute for us. Yeah, you know, we just want to take a moment uh, to recognize those uh, who service in uniform, whether you are in the armed forces or you're a first responder. Uh, a shout out to you yourselves, but also your families. Uh, oftentimes it is the families that suffer um, even more than service member because there are a lot of times away from loved ones. And so we here at the Wealth Guardians just want to tip your cap or tip our cap to you guys and um, just thank you for everything that you're doing. Yeah, just take a moment and recognize that's that's what it's all about. So thank you uh, on my my behalf as well. All right, let's uh, let's do our question here, Garrett. Uh, we started in 2024 asking a question of the Wealth Guardians advisor so everyone out there can get to know us just a little bit better. And here's our question, Garrett. What was your favorite TV show as a kid? And uh, now as as a kid, um, I mean, it was like you know a cartoon. I remember me and my brother used to watch this cartoon called Rugrats that we liked a lot. It came on Nickelodeon about these, you know, toddlers that would yeah, kind of plan yeah. these little. We all know what these, Rugrats yeah, is. Yeah, plan a plot against the parents. So that was good. And then I guess now, uh, my wife and I really like to watch the series called The Blacklist. It's on. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's starting to kind of wrap up that whole series, but we've really enjoyed that whole. From yeah. kind of start to finish that whole plot line. So, I haven't yeah. I haven't watched that one yet. Okay, yeah. so my favorite TV show as a kid was either and this is gonna this is gonna age me out here was <laughs> either um, Gilligan's Island, okay, or Leave It to Beaver. It just depends All on right. what was on at what hour. There I loved I loved both of those. Yeah. Today, um, of course, the Fargos are really good, but uh, okay. for as far as what's on every week. Um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Cracks oh, me up. That's a good one. Yeah. Cracks me up every time. Yeah. So I love the the writing of that. So all right, there you go. That's getting to know us a little bit better. Uh, yeah. uh, ask yourself out there, what was your favorite question, your favorite uh, TV show as a kid? And now see if they differ much from each other. All right, let's go ahead and get to it, Garrett. We, uh, we're dipping into the uh, listener mailbags. And the first one we've got here is Jennifer in Burlington, is it? Yeah, so Jennifer in Burlington, she writes us a good one here. She goes... Uh, Doug and Bryce, we're planning to sell our house and downsize it to a smaller home within the next year. Our current home is paid off, so we could pay cash for the next home. This seems wise when interest rates were lower, 
We were thinking about getting a mortgage and investing the leftover cash. But now with interest rates higher, is that strategy no longer recommended? Yeah, that's a very valid question, Jennifer, and you're absolutely spot on. It was a no-brainer question a couple mm. of years ago when yep. people had uh, mortgages at 2% or, or somewhere in that ballpark. You, uh, you, you'd take the financing almost every time as long sure. as you were having some kind of growth out of your investments. But boy, did that change about a year and a half, two years ago. Yeah. Garrett, you were trying to buy a house right at that time too, and <laughs> it, um, yeah. it, it played into your uh, your plans there quite a bit. Absolutely. Um, now your now your rates on mortgages are what, 7%? 7 sometimes 8%. Yeah. You know? So yeah. That, that does change the calculations considerably because really what it comes down to is can you expect to get a higher return on your investments than what your rate is on your mortgage right in a very simple very simple term uh, there's other things to consider too and some uh, more complicated questions but that would be the first base question you ask yourself what can i expect to get on my investments based on the risk that i am prepared to take for them mm-hmm. and does that amount does that return five percent six percent seven percent exceed the mortgage rate that I would have. So if that's going to be 7%, well, then maybe in that case, it's a wash. If it, So would it really matter? Of course, you do get the um, the tax benefits of um, taking a deduction from the uh, interest that you're paying. But it, so really, Jennifer, we don't have enough information to know how long until you would be using your retirement money, the money that would be invested if right. you did finance the house um, or how much excess cash you have. Is that 100% enough and still leaving you the amount that you need to uh, feel comfortable in having excess cash. But uh, it's a valid question. And it can right now at this time, it really depends on the rate that you've got on your mortgage. Um, Obviously, Jennifer's probably not going to get that 2% mortgage right now. But then what is it you're expecting to get on your investments would be my first question. Garrett, what, what would you add to that? Yeah, I mean, it's. It, she says she can pay cash for the next home, though, which is good, um, especially if we're talking about a high interest rate environment, which we're in right now. What I wouldn't want to see them do is completely blow all of their cash just on the purchase of this new home. We want to have a little bit left in reserve, you know, standard guidelines, you know, three to six months living expenses. So long as we have that and we can still afford the house cash outright, yeah, absolutely, by all means. Why would we sign up for a 7 or 8% mortgage if we didn't have to? But if essentially all of our cash position is tied into this purchase of this home, I'm less into that part of the equation, if that's the case. And it doesn't have to be all or nothing either, Jennifer. Yeah. Uh, you, you could you could finance part of it and uh, and pay cash for part of it as well. This, uh, yeah, you could do a significant down payment right. and then have a, a, a modest kind of cash outflow. That's exactly right. Yeah. right. Thank you for your question, Jennifer. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Wealth Guardian Show with Garrett and Bryce this week, and uh, we're taking listener questions from that mailbag for the first time in 2024. And uh, the second question we're going to, Garrett, is it is it Chris in Winston-Salem? Yeah, Chris in Winston-Salem. He's got a good one here. He says, Wealth Guardians, I max out my 401k every year. Well, good for you, Chris. And I'm told that I make too much money to contribute to a Roth IRA but I still want to save more for retirement than just my 401k contribution. Where am I supposed to put that money in? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. So it sounds like, uh, Chris, that you're in a good position that you're maxing out your 401k. Here's here's generally the rule of thought on that. So you you contribute to your retirement in, in these steps. You contribute to your 401k to the max that you're going to get the contribution. Exactly. 
After that, you back off on the 401k. Like the company match, yeah. The company match, sorry, right. Yeah, Yeah, the company match. After you've contributed enough to get the company match, back off the 401k for a minute and contribute to your IRA or your Roth, depending on what you and your advisor, your CPA think makes the most sense for you uh, as far as pre-tax monies or after-tax monies. Mm -hmm. Then once you've maxed that out, which will be somewhere around $7,500, depending on your age, then go back to the 401k and max that out to the absolute max. So you'd have yourself, well, Bryce, why wouldn't I just put everything in the 401k first and then go to the IRA? It's a great question. And the reason is, is you have really limited investment options inside a 401k. They're not the cheapest investments either. And the mutual funds that you tend to have available to you in a 401k, and I can't speak universally for every plan, but Garrett, you and I have seen, we see 50 plans come through our our, our, our desks uh, every year and we get to know what are good mutual funds and what are good 401ks (laughs) out there and uh, substandard ones. And generally in a 401k, you don't have the cream of the crop mutual funds available to you. No, you do not. So if you're contributing to your IRA first, then that's where you can really get some solid investment options available yeah. to you. I mean, because everything's available to you in an IRA. You got the whole market ahead of you. The whole market. In yep. a 401k, you're limited to what, 10, 20, yeah, you're maybe lucky. 30 investment yeah. options? You're lucky if you get 20 or 30. Yeah. Yep. So that would be your step three is go back to your 401k. Now contribute to the rest of your 401k, the max out. Then if you still have additional monies that you want to invest, you could do just a non-qualified account. Yeah, like a brokerage a account. A brokerage investment yep. account and contribute uh, after-tax monies where the growth will be taxed at long-term or short-term capital gains. Mm-hmm. But you also have another option available to you in some forms of insurance. Sure. Uh, insurance. A, a life insurance retirement plan is another way to have tax-free income in retirement, yeah. and that makes a lot of sense on paper. So, uh, you know, if, if you and your finance, if your CPA doesn't know about that, talk to a holistic financial planner, particularly one who uh, specializes in retirement planning, because they should be well versed in what a uh, LIRP, a LERP, or a life insurance repli- retirement plan is. But that would generally be your your four or five uh, steps that you go to, Chris. I can't say that again that that speaks universally for everybody. There might be something in your situation that Garrett and I aren't aware of that would have us change that. Answer, but in broad terms, that's the way you would approach it. And Garrett, what would you add to that? No, I think Bryce that that was a great. Just if you wanted to give someone a thirty-second snapshot of steps I need to take to save to retirement, at least in what we believe to be the most efficient steps, then you, you nailed it. Okay, so. very good. Thank you. All right, you know, speaking of taxes, because that that does come down to a lot of it is. Uh, Garrett, we've got a uh, taxes in retirement workshop. We call it Minimize Your Taxes, Transform Your Retirement. This is the first shop, we're, uh, first workshop we're doing in 2024 here. Yeah. And it's coming up, so let us give you the dates on this. There's no cost or no obligation to attend, but it's Tuesday, March 5th. And again, Thursday, March 7th, if one of those dates doesn't work out for you, maybe the other one does. It's at our office in Clemens, North Carolina, outside of Winston-Salem. It's at 6.30 p.m. And again, there's no cost or obligation to attend this. And there's a lot of helpful information. If you're about to retire and you think you know everything you need to know about taxes, I tell you what, the game plan really changes when you no longer have uh, a regular paycheck coming in, and yep. maybe you're getting Social Security, or you start drawing from your uh, retirement investments. Those all have different tax brackets and tax implications yep. on what your um, uh, Medicare tax bracket is, what your social security tax bracket is. So you really want to make sure you understand how doing A versus B as far as a distribution strategy 
how that impacts what you're paying out to Uncle Sam. I presume you're like me if you're out there listening and you just assume not pay Uncle Sam more than you have to, then it's our workshop that you'd really want to attend. Minimize your taxes, transform your retirement, Tuesday, March 5th. And Thursday, March 7th at 6.30 p.m. We'd look forward to seeing you there. Just give us a call, 336-391-3409 to uh, book yourself a seat at that seminar. All right, Garrett, uh, before we go to our break here, I think you got a trivia question for me. I do. And all of our listeners know that we are big history buffs here. And this is a little bit of Americana history. Love it. And so my question to you, Bryce, is very simple. Everyone knows that soft drinks are, you know, First and foremost, as far as some of the most popular food items available to modern America. Takes up an entire aisle of the grocery store. Exactly. So my question to you is, which soft drink is the oldest and was invented first? Was it A, Coca-Cola, B, Pepsi, C, Dr. Pepper, or D, Barks Root Beer? Okay. Okay, I will think about that over the break. Stick around for the answer to that trivia question and see if we stumped me. This is Bryce Payne. With me is Garrett Ray. The show is The Wealth Guardians, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. And this is 96.7 FM WTOB. 96.7 FM WTOB. You're listening to The Wealth Guardian Show with Doug Ray, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. I'm Bryce Payne this week, along with Garrett Ray. In this second segment, we're going to continue taking questions from our listener mailbag for the first time in 2024. Now, before we get to our trivia question that Garrett had for me, I've got two questions that I've got for you. A, are you looking forward to your retirement? Okay. B, do you want to make sure you're making the best financial decisions for your retirement? Well, if you answered yes to those questions, then I have great news for you. We here at the Wealth Guardians offer a no-cost, no-obligation, second-opinion-slash-review of your retirement plan. This includes a deep analysis of your assets, your investment portfolio, insurance policies, income needs, risk tolerance, risk exposure, tax mitigation strategies, legacy goals, and even the fees that you're currently paying. Here's our goal. We want to help you lower your fees. We want to help you align your risk and improve your overall retirement picture so you can indeed retire the job and keep the paycheck. But the ball's in your court. You have to give us a call. And here's our phone number, 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. Give us a call or visit us at thewealthguardians.com to set up your financial plan review with Doug Garrett and myself today. I want you to remember... The markets aren't going to wait for you. Okay, now let's go ahead and get to that trivia question that Garrett had for me. Garrett, give me this again. Yeah, let me remind you, Bryce. So this question is about uh, Americana history. And so everyone knows that we Americans, we love our soft drinks, right? Sure. As you mentioned in the previous segment, it takes up a whole aisle in the grocery store. I'm a big Fanta fan myself. (laughs) There you go. So everyone has their favorite, but my question to you is, which soft drink was invented first? As the kids would say, which is the OG soft drink? Okay. Is <laughs> As it, the kids would say. Is it A, Coke, B, Pepsi, C, Dr. Pepper, or D, Barks Root Beer? Barks Root Beer. Yeah, no. Um, well, since you didn't put Mr. Pibb on the list, I'm going to guess it wasn't Mr. Pibb. Had you, though, put RC on the list, I might have considered that. Mm. Um, so I'm going to have to go, you know, I spent some time down in Atlanta, and I'm going to have to go with Coca-Cola. Was Coca-Cola the uh, first? I think it you was. You were off by one year. Oh, so, doggone it. Then so, it was Pepsi. 
No. Oh, so, what? So Coke was invented in 1886, but the, one year earlier, in 1885, Dr. Pepper was invented. No kidding. In Waco, Texas, and it was first sold at Morrison's Old Corner Drugstore. So Waco, Texas, Dr. Pepper, 1885. In fact, on its patent at the U.S. Patent Office, it listed its first day of sale as December 1st, 1885. No kidding. That would have been the last answer that I got. I yep. would have gone to Barg's before yep. I went to... Uh, to that one. So, wow, interesting. Yep, I thought it was interesting too. Okay, well, let's go ahead now that I failed that test. Uh, <laughs> let's see if we can pass any other ones here with our uh, listener questions. Who do we have next here, Garrett? Yeah, so Tony in Hamptonville has a good one. He says, Doug, I want to leave my money to both of my sons when I die, and I've got two rental properties that I want them to split evenly. Do I need a will, a trust, or both? Well, Tony, that's a good one. Um, I guess my initial thoughts would be, if you're leaving behind rental properties, um, you know you're going. Your sons would get a step up in basis in those assets when you did pass. It is cleanest to do it in a trust. You get to skip all of the you know kind of the estate settling shenanigans that the state will put you through, um, because it's basically detailed right out there in the trust. Technically, I would say that you don't have to do a trust though, mm-hmm. so long as you have a will that defines that very clearly. Uh, Property A goes to Bob and property B goes to Scott. Um, That would be sufficient to get your wishes executed, if you want to call it that. Bryce, what are your thoughts? Well, one question I would have for you, Tony, is um, one, congratulations on having extra properties. A lot of people don't have that. A couple questions about the sons. How old are they? Are they self-sustaining? Would they use the proceeds from the home sales in the best way for them and their families. Or sometimes Mm. somebody out there has uh, kids who haven't quite yet matured to the degree we would have liked them to, and maybe they wouldn't do the most responsible things with inheritance. If that's the case, then you do want to have it in a trust where you've Mm. got a trustee who can make sure that your wishes as far as how the kids are spending the money or what they're doing with that property uh, is in their best interest. And they're not just selling it and going and buying a sports car or whatnot. I've I've seen that happen. Um, So if uh, under the assumption that your kids are grown, they're self-sustaining, they're responsible, then Garrett's exactly right. You don't need to have the trust. It perhaps makes it a little easier, though they are expensive. Yeah, they are. But you definitely do need to have a will because your question was, do I need a will, a trust, or both? Well, let's put the will out there immediately. Yes, you need to have a will. And uh, yep. that that's a no-brainer because if, if we don't, the kids are going to be fighting themselves. And if, they're, if they get along now, great. That doesn't mean necessarily that no, they're geez. going to have a, yeah. a, a piece way of settling things if there's not a will. So please at least have a will and then talk to a lawyer and see if in your particular case, if a trust is necessary. It may be, it may not be. We just don't have enough information, but at least you're thinking about it because I can't tell you how many people have come to us where they're on oh, their yeah. second marriage and ask them, do you have a will? Yeah, I do, but it needs to be updated. Oh, when was the last time you updated? Oh, when I was still in my with my first wife. Yep, for, my, yep. Well, then yes, it needs yep. to be updated, please. Yeah, that's. I'm glad you brought that up, Bryce. Just as a general disclaimer to all the, all the listeners out there, um, having an updated will is crucial. You, you can't emphasize enough how even though you and your uh, loved ones may have the best intentions how estate settling can get a little bit nasty if your intentions are not made perfectly clear. That's right. That's exactly right. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Wealth Guardian Show with Doug Gray. It's Garrett and Bryce in the studio this morning, and we're taking listener 
questions from our mailbags. First time in 2024 that we're dipping into this mailbag. It got really full over the holidays. Yep. And uh, so we've answered a couple there. Let's move on now, Garrett, to David in Moxville. Let me read this one here to you. Okay. I just turned 72 and I'm about to retire. I recently took a look at how much I'll have to start withdrawing from my IRA and 401k because I'm old and they're forcing me to make withdrawals, he says. Between my Social Security and the money they're forcing me to take out, I'll have a much higher income in retirement than I have right now while I'm working. Hmm. Can they really make me withdraw that much? Yeah. Well, um, I guess, David, this is a kind of a good news, bad news situation. So I guess the good news is, is that you've done a great job planning for retirement and that it looks like you have uh, a little bit of peace of mind and that your income in retirement is going to be higher than what you did during your working years. Uh, The bad news is, is that, yes, depending on how your um, accounts are uh, titled or allocated, if they're qualified monies, meaning all inside of an employer plan, a 401k, or a traditional IRA, yes, they can really make you take out that much money. They in can fact, indeed. Because if you think about it, right, that every time you made a contribution into your employer's 401k, or if it was a traditional IRA that you set up on your own and you made a contribution to that, at the end of the year, each and every year when you filed taxes, guess what? You got to deduct that from your taxable income. So you've never paid taxes on that money. At some point, and yes, they at the, in your example, you said you turned 72. They've slightly changed that law, but that's for another time. Uncle Sam says, okay, the game is up. Now you have to actually start paying taxes on this money that you haven't paid taxes on for your entire life. And so then they start saying each and every year you have X amount that they're going to force you to take whether you want it or not so they can claim their taxes. So unfortunately, yes, David. They can make you take out that much. They can indeed. In fact, Garrett, when you and I have gone through uh, plans for somebody who's come into us with all their numbers and whatnot, somebody who saved a couple million dollars mm-hmm. in 401ks and IRAs mm-hmm. together as a couple, yep. those RMDs at, say, age 78, 79, those get up to be $300,000 a year that yeah. the IRS is forcing you to take out of those. Absolutely. So, But David, there is perhaps, I don't want to say that we're um, out of luck on this, but there are some ways to lower how much yes. the IRS is forcing you to take out. And yeah. that's really where you want to have a a good financial plan, a holistic financial planner on your side, not just an investment advisor, but somebody who knows how to figure distribution strategies for you. And uh, it might be that in your case, if we did some IRA to Roth conversions earlier on, now while you're at one tax bracket, I mean, if we assume that taxes are going to go up and that all the math tells us that they're going to have to by 2050, then we can get out of that tax obligation now and ease into it later with more reasonable RMDs. That's really going to take some planning and some advanced planning before you retire, because if you do open up a a Roth, you have to do, that has to cure for five years, basically, before you can start taking distributions from it. So it's not something you can just do overnight. But I would sit down with a holistic financial planner and see about how does doing some IRA or Roth conversions benefit you in the long run? It's going to be a tax hit up front. There's no yep. secret about that. But 5, 10, 15 years down the line, boy, that might have really paid off for you. You can really yep. lower your tax obligation um, going down that far. So good question, David. Thank you for that. And I do want to mention, because again, once again, the conversation has led back to taxes, right? Uh, we've got a workshop, Garrett, coming up on uh, Tuesday, March 5th and Thursday, March 7th. This is the first workshop that we're doing of the year. It's called Minimize Your Taxes, Transform 
transform your retirement. It's not just about how much growth you're getting out of your investments, folks, when you retired. It's about how much can you keep of that growth from Uncle Sam's hands. Yeah, how's it taxed? We've got strategies on that. Doesn't do you any good to have seven or eight or nine percent growth when you're giving six, <laughs> seven, eight percent of that away to Uncle Sam. So That's let's right. let's see about uh, uh, cur- curtailing our tax obligations. Minimize your taxes. Transform your retirement. Tuesday, March fifth, and Thursday, March seventh at 6.30 p.m. at our office in Clemens. There is no cost or obligation to attend, but you do have to give us a call. And that is 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. We'd love to see you there. Unfortunately, uh, that's all the time we've got this week. We did have more questions to go over, so we might have to bring this back up next week. Thank you for joining us. We hope the rest of your weekend is everything you want it to be. This is Bryce Payne. Along with Garrett Ray. And this has been the Wealth Guardians, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. I want you to remember, sound financial plans do not create themselves. This is 96.7 FM WTOB. Investment advisory services offered through AlphaStar Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. AlphaStar Capital Management, LLC, and Wealth Guardians are independent entities. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions.